Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Thursday, June 1st, 2023. And this is episode 419 of the Lots Project Podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. And it's a Thursday morning. Thursday morning, what's in your cup? I got some, uh, it's a new bag. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I, uh, I opened it up yesterday. I had my GSD blend, and I was sitting... I just need a little bit more. So I pressed up another French press. I saw Kyle and Josh there talking about having a second, and I thought it was a good idea. And so I grabbed a new bag because I finished off that GSD. And Light Roast Guatemalan. FTO Guatemalan. Not PTO Guatemalan. FTO Guatemalan Light Roast. It's it's good. I, I have to say everything I get from C4 membership is fantastic. So yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. And um, that might be good enough for another press this morning. Who knows? Who knows? A little less on the caffeine side than the, than that uh, GSD blend. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, who we got in the crowd this morning already. I saw Pip weighed in way early uh, with a something, 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 Thursday, something, something, having a Having a slow morning, and then back again, 6.01, hanging out. Cheers, Pip. How we doing? Uh, Josh, the Renegade Butcher. Uh, Mike, the Philippine Nomad. And I see James early today, about 5.40, drop in, drop in uh, National Perpetuate Your Stereotype Day. What's that all about, James? What is that all about? Anyway, what are we talking about today? Today, I uh, I got back on that list. Uh, I moved the list over from yesterday. I had on there a topic about the trucks I've been seeing around here in Tennessee and something that just I didn't notice until we got here. I've seen lots of different vehicles. Um, consistent. This is a consistent thing. I mean, you have those anomalies everywhere. Uh, the one guy that drive by that drives by and you like kind of cock your head and go, what was that? Uh, but driving around Tennessee and being here for a month or so now, I've been noticing a pattern. I've been noticing a pattern for sure. We're gonna talk about that. Uh, also, a pattern I've noticed um, here in nature. Corey pointed it out uh, right after we got here, and then I've kind of been observing it. And I've uh, I pointed it out some more times to her, and she said, "Man, maybe you should throw that on your topic list." So. Something about trees this morning. Something about trees. But uh, other than that, we got the perfect cup question, and uh, there's a ton of answers. It was a really good question, I guess. I guess um, everybody had an answer. Everybody had an answer, and they were all pretty deep and involved, which was kind of the point of the question. So we got that. Uh, just a note about the perfect cup question. I have, when I originally set it up, I think I set up questions one through four. 50 or one through 60 or something. Then I dropped another 30 or so on there. Um, my list is done on Friday. My list is done. I think it's a, a good segment. I like doing it. I think, uh, I think the people participating in it enjoy it. And it seems, seems to have some listeners, uh, on its own pullout stream that I put over on uh, Spotify. Yes, Josh, I said, pull out stream. Um, 
over on Spotify. So I want to keep doing it. Uh, I can go grab random questions for the internet, but if people want to ask questions, if people have questions they want considered to put on the list, I will be building that list this weekend. So if you have a bunch of questions, you have one question, you have any questions, feel free to email them to me at info at the lots project.com or grab me on telegram or comment anywhere on social and just say hey this might be a good question of the day um it's tough in the comments on youtube it's hard for me to get back and get to the comments because it takes so long for them to process so youtube i would uh i would be all right drop them in the comments but man they uh it might be a while it might be uh, the next round before i get back to them and i know people have ants uh thrown out questions there and i have snuck them in along the way in the in the list but if you haven't heard your question and you have suggested it throw it in again throw it in again i'm sure um in the mix i have lost Man, I've lost a bunch of stuff uh, with this computer lately. Uh, Corey, Corey's been kind of like, why haven't you been saving things every time your computer shuts down and you lose everything? And every time your computer freezes and you lose uh, three other documents that you have open because they're not saved, why don't you just start saving things? So I have. I learned my lesson. I learned it slow, and I didn't. Uh, I didn't learn it very effectively, but I've started saving my documents. So... Hopefully, as I update these things, I don't lose them. And when I wake up in the morning and my computer's crashed, I don't lose my show notes. I started saving. I thought it was all on autosave. Like, I assumed that Excel, Word, and uh, these programs in, uh, what the, is it 2023, would autosave as you're using them. But obviously, you have to jump through a bunch of hoops and register for that to happen, so... Questions of the day, open, open submissions for questions of the day. Otherwise, I will just go out and grab some and filter through hundreds of questions to bring you the best ones. They're not all winners, but I think I've done pretty good. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Uh, we have the history segment from uh, old Pip there from DuctionCups.com. I appreciate that every morning. He's been dropping that to me the day before, and uh, we get it ready. We get it ready, and it's, it should be a decent one this morning, June 1st. June 1st. It's not quite halfway through the year. One more month, and we'll be there, but time is rolling. Time is rolling. <laughs> oh, gingerbread. James is having a rough morning already this morning, guys. Can we give James some love in the comments? Can we give him some hugs? Uh, we love you, James, or it'll be okay, James, or something like that. Anybody watching in, can you just drop James some love in the comments? James says, I'm just not going to destroy my YouTube channel, but there, let's say there's, uh, let's just say certain people do things that fit what you would assume they do, and they throw a card at you. That's fair. James, James is ha having a rough morning, guys. Probably that Folgers he's drinking with the, the Renegade Butcher sticker on it. <laughs> could be it. That could be it. Oh, all right. Well, we're at eight minutes. Let's uh, let's get to, through these two segments and we'll roll back to the topics of the other topics of the day. Wow. All right. 
It's time again for the 84th edition of The Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram group at t.me slash lots chat. That's t.me slash lots chat. L-O-T-S chat. You can drop an answer there by replying to the pinned question of the day. Uh, I am sure to see it if it's in Telegram. Likely to see it if you reply on Noster, which... I know there's answers over there today, but the, the, the list from Telegram was extremely long, so I don't think I will get to the Noster comments in a timely manner. Whew. And I saw some people filtering in on, on Facebook. I do appreciate the comments even after the fact on Facebook, and if I don't see them in time to put them on the show, comments on posts help, shares on posts help. So do what you can. Do the free stuff on social media. Hit that like. Hit that share. Put in a comment. Anyway comment on the post and you could be featured on the perfect cup the perfect cup question for today is what's the most beautiful place you have ever been and why what is the most beautiful place you have ever been and why and i completely agree with josh's statement and that's going to get put up for the whole perfect cup here in the video Josh says, drink better coffee, have better days. And James says he'll have six pounds of better coffee soon because James came in and swooped in and grabbed one of the six pounds in an ounce. Also available to you. Just reach out to me at info at theloftproject.com. Now to the answers to the perfect cup after that impromptu commercial. Uh, what's the most beautiful place you've been and why? Man, we got a lot of great answers here. Um, there is a consistent theme through some of them. I'll see if you can notice it while I'm reading them, and then I might point it out in the end if I remember. But anyway, yes, James got number one coin. Uh, the other people that had reserved did not reserve a coin number. James snagged coin number one. Kyle says, this time of year around nine at night when there's just a little bit of light left in the sky standing in the alleyway between all the pastures after the final animal check. It's the place I've always dreamed of, and now it's mine. Depending on the headspace and the day, it could bring a tear to my eye. And yeah, man, I read that. It was the first one dropped in there, and I read it, and all I did was picture back to those um, evenings. I would always shut the farm up at the end of the day, and those evenings, um, it wasn't sunset. It was always dark, but it was in the middle of winter, and it would be negative 30, negative 20, but no wind perfectly silent usually the, the either a full moon or a no moon it was either bright moon or pitch black and still there was no animals because everything was too cold to be making any noise and i would just be walking and i'd usually be in just a hoodie and, and jeans or hoodie and uh, sweats because you get used to that temperature and you're only running out to shut the barn check the animals and stuff like that it only takes a few minutes and i would just stop and it's like there was, it wasn't cold. It was like there was nothing going on. I would just kind of stand there and go, this is pretty freaking cool. Uh, so yeah, that uh, that really resonated, especially for the first answer. Uh, James weighed in and said the top of Mount Fuji. I can't imagine, never been there. Canadian Farmstead says wildflower meadow on the side of a mountain in Switzerland. Cows grazing and sounds of their cowbells floating on the breeze surrounded by stunning mountain ranges. I've seen videos. 
I can't imagine being there in person. Um, and I don't think that's someplace I'll ever land. I don't really fly very much. And it's a long, slow boat ride to Switzerland. But I can imagine. Chris Dixon says the summit of the Panther Ridge in the Rockies on horseback. It's not the top of the world, but you can see it from there. Golden Cricket says Scott Valley in Siskiyou County and Etna Summit. Uh, from the summit, you can see the sunrise hit the whole valley and turn around and watch the sunset over the Siskiyou Mountain Range. The valley is a little place where everyone grows alfalfa fields and knows your name. You can lay on the grass and see every star. It's paradise. Sounds nice. Sounds nice. Uh, Pip says, problem solved, problem today solved. And I said, wow, that's a weird answer. And then I thought about it. And I'm like, okay. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on board. And then just a little bit later, he says that story involves the orig origin of the Duction Cups. Actually, Duction Cups was to be the catalyst by the Gulch. Farm, goat yoga, private fishing, charters on a private chain of lakes, tour, school tours in a petting zoo, mobile petting zoo, and a dozen other ideas. Hell, I even wanted to name the lake, Lake Lean. The place sold for 85000 over logical market value last week. He says he's not taking a shot of rum this morning, probably because he's at work. But he typed it out last night. Cheers, folks. Pip lost out on uh, on a dream property, and I've told him a couple times, and I hope he really it really sinks in that it wasn't the perfect property if it didn't happen. Eighty-five over logical market doesn't make sense, my man. And I know as much as it hurts, as much as it sucks, and as much as your dreams have been built around it. There will be more, and there will be better. There will be better, even though it seems like the only one. Stay strong, my man. Stay strong, and it will come around in, in due time. Josh says, Josh says, that's a hard to nail down, so I'm just going to say nature. I've seen a lot of really beautiful places, all different, but all amazing in their own way. Why? Because it wasn't human bullshit, and it reminds you what being alive actually means. I feel like that was a little bit of a cop-out to the question, but I get it. I get the answer. It is very hard to discern between different, um, different, um, different forms of beauty in, uh, in their own way. And nature, man, nature has a way of just throwing them out there. Uh, Clark said he wanted to think about it, and then he dropped a couple of pictures, and I assume that's what he's talking about. He says Saskatchewan. It looked like Saskatchewan and Alberta sunsets that he was posting pictures of, but where he grew up and where he lives now. And then he also said, uh, I believe the Bahamas uh, where he had, or Bermuda. I just can't remember. I didn't jot it down, but he had lots of family that grew up there. Uh, it sounds like both places are beautiful. K-Bonk, uh, this one resonated with me also. It says it's a pond in a stand of pine trees in upstate New York. Uh, it was about 200 foot round with 15 foot of grass. We would float in the spring fed cold water and watch the stars for hours. Really nothing special, just a magical, but just magical. But there are plenty of others, but they always stick in that one always sticks in my head. And yeah, there are those little pockets in Western New York for sure. In the Finger Lakes region, um, there's a lot of hills and valleys, runoffs, tributaries to the Finger Lakes. And uh, it creates pocket screams and pocket ponds in little groves. And man, it's, uh, 
when you say New York and you think of New York City and then you see someplace like that, you're like, this is a different world for sure. So thanks, K-Bonk. Uh, Scramblin says, I'm cheating after seeing Josh's answer, any mountaintop, and I mean the actual one square foot on top. He's been atop Mount Baldy, Mount St. Helens, Mount Eleanor, and Mount Margaret, and one of the good ones off of Vail Pass. I was trying to explain our little nephew who hasn't ever lost, lost, lost Las Vegas what it's like to stand on a mountaintop and how much energy it takes to get up there. Everywhere, everywhere is down in all directions, as far as they can see. Nothing above you. It's unreal. Probably why so many die trying. It's the most unique place on the planet that your own body can take you. I'm sure the deep ocean is amazing, but you can't. It can't be had with just willpower alone. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Um, never stood on a mountain top. Well, I shouldn't say that. In Arkansas, I stood on the mountaintop of uh, of the highest point as far as I could see, and that was pretty cool. I was excited when I got there. I didn't know why. Maybe that is. Maybe that is why. Uh, one more to wrap it up here. Philippine Nomad uh, Mike over in the Philippines says, the summit of Hala, how do you say it? Haleakala. I knew I knew Corey had been there and I knew I recognized the word, but I didn't know how to say it. Uh, the summit of Haleakala Volcano on the island of Maui, 10,000 foot above the sea level. It was a stupid crazy to get up at, at 0300 to drive up the mountain in order to get a good view before sunrise. Freezing our ass off and waiting, but later it was well worth it. Well worth the experience. And Corey had the same sentiment also, didn't you, that uh, getting up early, it was just kind of like ridiculous. And then it was uh, well, well worth it once you got up there. Hey, there we go. There we go. I, um, as I read through these, I, I found one common theme. Uh, it's not in all the answers, but the, and a lot of them, uh, man, mountaintops, mountaintops. Everybody thinks uh, that, that the mountaintops have been the pinnacle of their beauty and the, their favorite place to be. Hey, I, uh, I can see why, like I said, I've been on that little tiny mountaintop in Arkansas and, uh, I can see the appeal. I can see the appeal when I look at mountains, when I would visit Colorado, when we drove through Idaho, when we were out in Washington, when you see mountains they they give you some sort of calm and stability. They're there. They're not moving. Um, and I've always been kind of drawn to looking at them. And now I have to picture about standing on top of them. So I appreciate all the answers. Uh, let me see here. Let me see in the comments if we got anything else. Um, oh, Pippinize says uh, his comment about the problem solved, problem staying solved was, uh, was a reference to backwards butchered pick on Telegram stretching a fence um he says it looked a little sketch yeah that that did look a little sketch and a little redneck but i think the i think that's a beautiful place to be too pip i think it fit i really think it fit a beautiful place to be um is when a problem is solved and a problem stays solved especially when you solve it yourself um gingerbread farm says uh mount fuji is the tallest mountain i have to climb I've climbed and only the and the only volcano. I've also climbed South Mountain, which is the tallest mountain in the Phoenix Valley. 
Mountains. Mountains, man. Anyway, this has been another episode of The Perfect Cup. Uh, join in. Join in. Find the Telegram group at t.me slash lots chat. That's t.me slash lots chat. Or any of the other socials, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, MeWe, especially Noster. Find that post every day about mid-morning or early afternoon. Comment, and I will gather them all up and bring them back to you tomorrow. Post Mondays on Sunday, not on Friday, so look out then. The sure way to do it is in the Telegram group. All the other socials are hit or miss. Noster is the most likely to get you seen. So, with that, let's get back to the main show. Hey, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, that was um, that was a lot of answers that I was rolling through as I was copying them over this morning. I was like, man, this was a really, really good question. And I appreciate all the interaction. And uh, since it ran a little bit long, let's get right into history, get that over with and uh, and get get on with the rest of the show. Pour some coffee here real quick. All right, here is the Lots of History brought to you by Pip over at Duction Cups. Okay, Josh, before we get to the history, Josh uh, has a request that everyone all at once says, good morning, Corey. So on three, one, two, three, good morning, Corey. How are you? <laughs> She's not very enthusiastic this morning, guys. <laughs> She's tired. She's tired. Anyway, history segment brought to you by Pip. Oh, let me get up here. June 1st. Humans, welcome to Thursday. June 1st, I want a good clean fight and be sure to keep the gloves up. Lot Today on Lots of History. <laughs> it's got me giggling already. Good job. Good job, Pip. Today on Lots of History, this day in 1917, this day in 1792, Kentucky is admitted as the 15th state of the United States, splitting from Virginia. The District of Kentucky was formed by the Commonwealth of Virginia from the western portion of the Fincastle County, the western portion of Fincastle County, effective 1777, Beyond the Big Sandy River and Cumberland Mountains, the name of the county was taken from a Native American place name that came to be associated with a river in East Central Kentucky and gave the Kentucky River its name. Interesting. I'm really close to Kentucky. Uh, we enjoyed it when we went up there. We went up to visit uh, Ken Esch on one of our trips down to SRF on our way back to Minnesota. This day in 1812, War of 1812, U.S. President James Madison asked Congress to declare war on the United Kingdom. <laughs> hmm. Tensions originated in longstanding differences over territorial expansion in North America and British support for Native American tribes who opposed U.S. colonial settlements in the Northwest Territory. These escalated in 1807 after the Royal Navy began enforcing tighter restrictions on American trade with France and press ganged men they claimed as and press-ganged men they claimed as British subjects, even those with American citizenship certificates. The War of 1812, a lot of history in Western New York with that, um, and the VA especially. This day in 1919, prohibition comes in force in Finland. Pips notes this link for a list of countries that have restrictions on alcohol. 
saw how that worked out in the U.S. of A. Uh, this day in 1974, the Heimlich Maneuver for rescu <laughs> Rescuing Choking Victims is published in the Journal of Emergency Medicine. Uh, this day in 1980, Cable News Network begins broadcasting. The Cable News Network launched at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on June 1st, 1980, after an introduction by Ted Turner, the husband and wife team of David Walker and Lois Hart anchored the channel's first newscast. Thank God we have CNN. Thank God we have CNN. Whew. What would we do without it? This day in 2011, Space Shuttle Endeavor makes its final landing after 25 flights. Each shuttle was supposed to fly 50 missions per year, but only averaged approximately four flights a year. Wait, hold on. Each shuttle was supposed to fly 50 missions per year, but only averaged approximately four flights a year. Wait, okay, there is your efficiency of government right there. They thought the space shuttles were going to fly 50 missions a year. That's uh, a just over one or just under one a week. Don't they fly missions longer than a week? Hmm. Way to go, government. Uh, the happy birthdays this day. This day, happy birthdays. Pip snickers a little bit and says, hey, Brian, how's your French? Hmm, not very good. This day in, in 1796, Nicholas Lenard Sadai Cano, maybe, French physicist and engineer, a French mechanical engineer in the French army, military scientist and physicist, and often described as the father of thermodynamics. He published one book, The Reflections of the Motive Power of Fire, in which he expressed the first successful theory of maximum efficiency of heat engines and laid the foundation of the new discipline thermodynamics. Interesting. In uh, 1796. Uh, this day in 1935, John C. Reynolds was born, American computer scientist and academic, studied at Purdue University, and then earned a doctorate, doctorate of philosophy in uh, the the theoretical physics from Harvard in 1961. He was a professor of information science at Syracuse University from 1970 to 1986. From then until his death, he was the professor of computer science at Carnegie Mellon University. Dude was wicked smart. This day in 1953, Ronnie Dunn was born, American singer-songwriter and guitarist. In 1990, he and Kix Brooks formed the country band Brooks and Dunn. In 1991, they released their first album, Brand New Man. Brooks and Dunn also released 12 studio albums, two greatest hit albums, and Christmas album. Pips notes, we can put Brooks and Dunn on the playlist for today. Why not? Let's hit up, and I'm adding this, some boot scootin' boogie. Because I think that was Brooks and Dunn, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, one of those Brooks. Garth Brooks, Brooks and Dunn. They're all Brooks brothers. Brooks brothers. <laughs> 1974, this day, Alanis Morissette, Canadian singer, songwriter, and guitarist, producer, actress, Pips Nose, just remember her, her album, Jagged Little Pill, was released in 1995. Isn't it ironic? Isn't it ironic? Oh, uh, who ended it today or who was ended today or who, um, yeah, yeah. 
1965, Curly Lambeau, American football player, coach, founded the Green Bay Packers. The team's name reportedly was offered to Curly by his girlfriend, Agnes Ioward. After a pickup game, Curly had wanted to call the team the Green Bay Indians to respect Indian Packing's purchase of the uniforms for the team. So Agnes simply blurted, well, for heaven's sake, Curly, why don't you just call them the Green Bay Packers? Pips notes, the third oldest franchise in the NFL, the Packers, are the only publicly owned NFL franchise. And I know several people that have um, um, Green Bay shareholder stock certificates for what that's worth. Uh, this day in 2001, Hank Ketchum, American cartoonist that created Dennis the Menace, uh, starting in 1939 for Walt Disney, where he worked at, on Pinocchio, Fantasia, Bambi, and several Donald Duck shorts. During World War II, Ketchum was a photograph photographic specialist with the U.S. Navy Reserves. He also created the character Mr. Hook for the Navy during World War II. And that was everybody that died. Holidays today, June 1st, is World Milk Day internationally. The Food and Agriculture Organization, FAO, of the United Nations to recognize the importance of milk as a global food. It's been observed on June 1st each year since 2001. Hmm, milk. Interesting subject, that milk. Uh, Pips notes, National Oreo Cookie Day is March 6th. I think the marketing could have matched these holidays a little better, eh? <laughs> good, good call, Pip. Good call. And that's uh, lots of history today. Cheers and get shit done stuff. Get shit done and stuff. Uh, signing off, Pip, with DuctionCups.com. Please visit DuctionCups.com if you appreciate all the work that Pip puts into this history segment every day so you can enjoy it, so that you can enjoy it. Thanks, Pip. It's been lots of history. Let's get back up here and, uh, yeah, Renegade. Josh says it's that kind of morning. Everybody's a little tired today um, and that math is hard. I'm guessing he says it was ironic that uh, that Alanis Morissette released her Jagged Little Pill in 1995. Um, all of these out of context are interesting. Backwoods Butcher says he's late. Oh, I bet you're glad you're not pregnant. Green Bay ass packers. Yeah, that was always a good joke growing up. Um, <laughs> oh, Josh says, I hope it was worth it, Kyle. Now you get to experience the miracle of birth. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Pippa Dice, go sports ball. Yeah, I've really gotten there. I've really gotten there. Um, Corey will tell you, when she met me, when she met me, I was pretty, pretty locked down in the whole sports balls, the whole sports balls for sure. Uh, baseball, I would sit down and watch a baseball game. Not necessarily to watch the whole game, but usually to watch a little, take a nap, watch a little bit more, have some beers, watch a little bit more, take a nap, have some whiskey. Nine innings is a long time. Nine innings is a long time. Uh, I also was a big football fan, and that was that meant uh, seven days a week, 24-7, was uh, football, football stats, fantasy football. Yeah, yeah, I did that. 
Um, it was kind of bred into me uh, as a kid. I was that's just what it was. Uh, sports was what we did for recreation. So I've I've really gone away from that. And I don't know if it was necessarily that I left sports or sports left me. Uh, I saw it with the beginnings of the the rules changes in the NFL, the rules changes in Major League Baseball, um, seeing all the changes didn't seem right to me. And then as the changes progressed from rules to woke to all the, the social justice bullshit and um, this and that, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just kind of went away from it. And, and the more I went away from it, the more I realized all the time I was consuming with it with no results. I was letting my moods be swayed by the performance of a team that I had nothing to do with. I had no control of, it was out of my circle of influence. It was out of my circle of control. That's not saying that sports can't be entertaining and sports can't be recreational to watch or play. But when you have no control out of the out of the outcome of a situation and you let it affect your mood for days or weeks on end, there's something wrong there. And I think it equates to government, it equates to uh, the news, it equates to everything. Circle of influence, circle of control really brings into perspective what you should be worried about and focused on. So there's a little sports ball rant um, and my my shift out of it um, and why. I still enjoy a, a good football game every now and then on TV. I still feel, follow the Buffalo Bills, who I, I followed since I was born, basically. Um, lots of memories of going to games and uh, the playoff games through the, the um, playoff or the Super Bowl runs for them and but man, I look back and uh, wow, how much it affected my life. Um, let's see. Pip says, um, Pip says some coworker would be ranting about some game and he would walk by and ask, is that the game with the white stripes or the red stripes? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, Josh Gingerbread says sports are to distract the sheep. Yeah. Yep. Bread and circuses. Bread and circuses. Uh, Josh says, I always like to play occasionally, but watching it with obsession just seemed like a huge distraction for people. I only ever enjoyed it when I knew someone playing. Yeah. 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 And that was that was the other thing. Pip just nailed it. it says we won. We won. Um, the, the vernacular of including yourself in the team because you watch the games on television, uh, really, even when I, even when I was full blown into it, um, I think I, I kept that disconnect of, I'm not on the team. <laughs> my, my cheering doesn't, doesn't sway the game one bit or another. I know scrambling will disagree with the 12th man in Seattle. And, uh, hey, man, you do you. You do you. Um, it is what it is. It is what it is. Let's get to that topic list. I only got two today. I should be able to hit them. Um, pattern I've noticed around here. Corey's noticed it, too. So I didn't. I A lot of times I notice things and I'm like, yeah, that's just me. That's just me. Uh, but Corey's mentioned it, too. And... It circles back actually to when we were here 
last fall was that when we went to sr or uh, soe after srf was when we stayed down here correct when, when then we went out to nicole's i think that was before yeah that was before we went back we didn't go back to minnesota after that anyway so it was last fall um we had to grab some stuff for nicole after srf so we stopped over at john's facility and we found um we found the stuff that Nicole needed and John and uh, some other people were carrying it over to my truck and he walks around the corner and he says, <laughs> he's like, Oh, wow. Uh, and I used to see one of those things jacked, not jacked up in the back, my truck, my F two fifty. Um, we don't have a lift kit in it or anything. We got some timberins to, uh, to steady up the, the back leaf springs when we're loaded up, but we don't have it jacked up. We don't have any fancy rims. It's rusted shit and this and that. And I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, how how many people are driving around with jacked up F-250s that you would notice that it's not jacked up? Well, we went down to Texas and we went around Texas and uh, saw all the big, big farm trucks and, you know, everything in Texas is bigger and they had all these monster trucks and, and pickups and this and that. They're all large, large F-350s, things like that. None of them seem to be real out of proportion. And it might have been the area of Texas I was in or whatever. But they're big. They drove big trucks, but they weren't, like, super customized. They were for work. Made my way through Arkansas. Came up through sitting in Tennessee and started noticing pickup trucks around here they all have big ass rims they have spinners they they have lift kits in the back they look ridiculous like super huge lift kits in an f-250 with tiny tires and shiny rims is it a monster truck or did you run out of money same thing shiny spinner rims on a on a big um on a big old truck up jacked up lift kit you can see the extended shocks and you're like huh and then you see some teenage redneck white kid leaning out the out the out the window listening to gangster rap i'm waiting for him to hit the hydraulics and make the thing start bouncing there you go for your uh for your stereotypes james you you brought it up earlier i'm just finishing the conversation it's it's amazing and I saw it once, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. What a, what an interesting uh, way to spend your money. What good is that truck? <laughs> that was Butcher. I need that leveling kit for work, honey. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not leveling kits. This is, this is uh, beyond... The amount of vehicles, the amount of impractical pickup trucks and rigged up and modified pickup trucks that basically look like they make them not functional where a truck would need to be make me laugh around here. I do see some 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 old and I mentioned this earlier. It is kind of I think I figured it out. The old trucks that are being used to work last forever here. I see them. I see 1970s, 1980s, 
work trucks, big, big, um, big, like, uh, industrial trucks that are, that are hauling, hauling logs, things like that. These are old vehicles, uh, old pickup trucks still running, you know, those eighties boxy, boxy pickup trucks, the nineties. If you get anything new, they're, they're modifying it and making it, it's, it's a show ride. And I don't understand are the, are the trucks cheaper here? Then, then cars, do they think that, uh, that just because they're modifying a truck, they don't look stupid? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think they look kind of ridiculous. That's just me. I've been, uh, I've been really changed my life into functionality and uh, things like that. <laughs> Josh says, at least they aren't squatted trucks. You would be wrong, sir. You would assume that, but I've seen some that are jacked up in the front and dropped in the back where I literally asked Corey, you think that guy's got hydraulics or bags in that thing? Because I don't know. He looked like he was sitting, like, lean back in the car. He was at a 45 driving down the road. I don't get it. I don't get it. And we're I'm, I'm not in the city. I'm not anywhere near the city, actually. I'm in rural, rural Tennessee. And this is what I see driving around, bumping ghetto rap and things like that. You do you guys, but uh, I think it might be a waste of money. It might be a waste of money. Kyle says, torch that thing. I just look at him and just shake my head. I'm not saying that I haven't dumped a shitload of money into vehicles that made them impractical because I thought it looked cool. But uh, I got to a point in my life where I'm like, huh. And then to see it around here, it's almost like Pimp My Ride Pickup Truck Edition. Is what it feels like, and it's a it's a significant amount. Corey and I uh, last weekend went to this restaurant. It was at a four corners of a busy, too busy, uh, like county highways. It was on the way to the river, so like Memorial Day weekend, it was traffic. It was heavy traffic, and everybody had to stop all four ways as they were going through. The amount of these tricked out pickup trucks towing boats, towing four wheelers, towing things to wherever they were going. I was just blown away. I was blown away. It, uh, it is different phenomena here for sure. John nailed it when he said, man, uh, you don't usually see one of those not jacked up around here. It all made sense. It all made sense. <laughs> John says that drop back is easy access for the rear end. Oh, Josh nailed it. Josh, Josh figured it all out, Corey. All those guys listen to four Florida Georgia line when they're not listening to crappy rap. <laughs> Their parents probably listen to Rascal Flats, too. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, let's get off of that. Let's get off of that. <clears throat> um, a little different pattern that uh, we've noticed while we're here. Corey pointed it out to me when we first got here. So out our window here, Corey's got a big old window. I've talked about it where she gets to spy on the neighborhood and watch the animals and um, and try to really enjoy nature during her day. And that's kind of why we do this is to be out in nature. And the fact we're in a little neighborhood, but we have this big yard where we get to see birds and squirrels and all the things. There are a bunch of um, there are a bunch of big old trees 
in the front yard here. And I don't know what kind of trees these are. Have you figured out what kind of trees they are? She hasn't figured out either. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One must be a sweet gum because it drops the sweet gum um, spiky things that look like COVID on the on the ground. Um, but one thing we've noticed, and she brought it up to me out the window, and the leaves have come in quite a bit since we've got here. But when we first got here, you could see this branch and the branch runs pretty much perpendicular to the ground, straight out of the side of the tree. And when you look at the tree with no leaves on it, I think it was like four or five branches right across the tree goes straight up. So, you know, usually look at trees and, and the branches Y out or they kind of go out an angle or every once in a while you'll have one that's perfectly perpendicular to hang a, a swing on. We usually have to hunt for those perpendicular branches to hang that swing on. Or you find one section or make the ropes adjust them to make the, the swing level. So we're just kind of watching this branch and observing it. She brought it up to me. I was looking at it. I was like, that is really weird, the amount of right angles in that tree. I started looking up in the top of the tree, and there's more. And then I started looking at the other trees around, and I'm seeing so many right angles. And I don't recall it. And I don't know if it's this species of tree. I don't know if it's this area. I don't know what it is. I'll have to talk to a tree person, but there are so many right angles and not right angles. Like, okay, we got this one at a 30 and this one at 90 to it. Like I'm talking to the ground perpendicular to the ground branches that are coming out 90 degrees perpendicular to the ground and 90 degrees parallel to the ground out of those branches. I don't know. <laughs> Backwoods butcher says they're feds. I don't They're fed trees. They're being fed? What do you mean, Kyle? You can't just call everybody a fed and everything. Just because Josh, just because Josh and James are. <laughs> Jesus. You guys are horrible. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm going to have to look farther into it. But as I've, uh, as Corey mentioned it to me with this one branch and I keep looking around, I keep looking around, I see more and more. And I'm really going to have to dive in and decide if it's one particular type of tree or just how things are growing here. But man, I've spent a lot of time outside, especially in the last decade. Um, I've spent a lot of time in trees hunting deer. I've spent a lot of time out in the woods in the fall and the winter. I mean, we only had leaves on the trees for, you know, a few months in Minnesota. The majority of the time they were bare. I've seen a lot of branches and I've seen a lot of tree infrastructure just in passing. And I think if there was a, a number of right angles like that, it just sticks out in nature. It sticks out in um it sticks out as an anomaly to me. Nature seems to be more random. Not random. I know it's not random. But it doesn't seem to be consistently right angles like that. And I don't know. I don't know. If somebody else knows, um, Josh is saying that there's shitcoin trees like doge oaks. I, I don't know where they're getting the crypto reference to trees. Um 
<laughs> Backwoods Butcher says up up where he lives, they cover cell towers with fake pine tree branches. What? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, so I don't know. Uh, Josh says they're five G trees. Oh uh, man, if they planted these things long ago, these are pretty big trees, man. I don't know if they were around when five G was a uh, was uh, even a thought. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna have to do some digging into that. I have it on a list to look up. But uh, I I just thought I would mention it today. Have any arborists in the in the audience? Please reach out to me and tell me about this uh, right angle phenomenon that I'm noticing here in Tennessee. Uh, I would have to guess. I would have to guess sweet gum, if there has to be a uh, species that I was seeing that was like that. But um, Kyle says 100% true story about the pine trees, and Josh says, well, maybe it's a 3G tree. I don't know. It's a 90 degree tree. It's 90 degree tree. Oh, guys, I think I'm going to get to go sh pick up silver today. Got my tracking yesterday or day before. Uh, I think it was, what's today? Today's Thursday. Today's Thursday. Yeah. Um, it shipped on Tuesday and I got the tracking number. It's on its way. It was supposed to be here Friday, but I got an update when I checked this morning and it looks like today. I'm excited. I'm excited to go get them. I'm excited to see them. Um, yeah, they look great. Pictures look great. Uh, Ryan over at Curio Bullion is a phenomenal artisan, and I uh, have every confidence that they're going to be everything and more that I expected. And I still have a few left. I still have a few left. Like I mentioned, James swung in and grabbed a six pack and an ounce yesterday. Still have a couple of those left. You do have your choice of numbers other than one. Uh, the ones that are reserved uh, didn't necessarily want the number. They just wanted the silver. So if you wanted, um, if you want a, um, if you would like a six, six pack and an ounce, reach out. Or uh, I still have a few of the sets left also. So like I said in the post on the blog post, in the blog post the other day, it's last call. I have some processing to do. I have to take them all apart and match them up with the certificates authenticity, get them packaged up for the pre-orders. I'm going to give myself a week to do that, get payments processed and all that before I put them up on the site. So I'm extending that pre-sale out until June 6th. If you would like them, um, I would appreciate it. I would love it if they sold out so I don't have to go through the motions of putting the website uh, product up and uh, and selling them that way. Uh, and yeah, I take all sorts of payments, preferably Bitcoin, Lightning, or uh, we can deal in fiat with Cash App, PayPal, or things like that. The last two I don't prefer, but will will uh, do that for my, my customers that uh, are coming in and swooping these things up and saving me the, the, the trouble of, uh, of going through the website and, and putting these listings up. So uh, only a few left, only a few left. You can, uh, you can reach out on Telegram. You can reach out on any socials or always email me at info at the lots project.com. Um, 
let's see. Let's see. What uh, what was the item of the day today? Uh, sorry. Sorry, guys. I did it yesterday, and then I forgot to write it on my on my, uh, on my my notes here, but I have it real quick. If you give me two seconds, I will find it. Yesterday was the Hostacues. Today is... Oh, my gosh. Where did all my blog posts go? Oh, no. <laughs> Great audio, guys. I, I apologize. I apologize for this. Um, let's see. External phone storage. External phone storage for iPhone, Android, iPad. Um, um, yeah, all your devices. All your devices. It's great. It comes with a uh, lightning lightning port for iPhone. It comes with a USB-C port for iPads and other devices like that. And also most of your Android phones now have standardized on USB-C. It comes with a USB, um, a normal USB port for plugging into any device, um, any uh, I think all Macs and uh, PCs have USB ports at this point, but the one that I pick up is 256 uh, gigs of storage. They come in 128 and 514 gig versions, or excuse me, 512, but the 256 gig made the most sense for us where we bought it and were able to transfer a whole phone over. And that's an option with this. You can wipe your whole phone right over to um, right over to the device, all pictures, files, videos, blah, 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 all of that, all in one shot. Or you can pick and choose. You can send a file, you can send a folder, you can send a couple pictures, you can send a video, and you can bring them back and forth. You can access them from the device. If you're a content creator, use your phone a ton to make content, to take videos, to take phone uh, photos. You've probably run into where you've had to delete things to store your content. Do yourself a favor, spend 60 bucks, and have a whole nother phone-sized little bitty stick that you can put all your stuff on. You can put all your uh, you can put all of your information on. And they're great. They're great. Backwoods Butcher says you gotta go check it out. I'm sure later this afternoon he's going to be texting Josh and saying, hey man. You have any idea what I could use to uh, free up some uh, some uh, room on my phone? Do you have any suggestions on a jump drive that you could use to store uh, photos and stuff so I can clear up some uh, storage? Any idea? Any recommendations? Morning Golden Cricket says morning, boys and Corey. Late shout out. Late shout out this morning. Uh, good morning to you. Anyway, pick up that USB device. Its link is in the video description, in the audio description, and will be in the blog post. I have a item review that will be up on the site and a video on the YouTube channel discussing it. So check it out. Check it out. Uh, G Gingerbread says, I have a little bitty stick. Yeah, but my little bitty stick does a lot of work. It does a lot of work. Um, let's see. Nicholas Natali tonight, pre-recorded interview. It was good. I enjoyed talking to Nicholas. Uh, I think you'll enjoy listening to it. So if you want to check that out, it will air at 6 p.m. Central. Um, <laughs> it'll air at 6 p.m. Central. I'm not sure if I will be in the comments tonight or not, but uh, be, 
feel free to show up, watch it live um, and drop comments in as it airs or catch it later. I appreciate it. I just don't know if I will be able to carve the time this evening. Uh, that's why I make them pre-records so I can be there or not. It's a great interview. I suggest you check it out. Uh, let's see. Other than that, other than that, Monday night, I got coming up Josh from Rockin' K. Rockin' K. Um, contractors out in bend oregon he's got a uh, contracting business and building a homestead i'm excited to talk to him we uh we connected over on noster when i put the call out for interview guests if you want to be on the show be, for, be sure to reach out to me at info at the we will get you on the list we will get you on the list for sure hey guys it's thursday i think it's time to wrap it up if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster, Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, and we will catch up with you tomorrow. I can see the light